Hello and welcome to the 2022 season of the Municipal Securities Rulemaking Board's podcast. I'm your host, Leah Zarek, and today we will be looking back at municipal market trends and highlights from 2021. In the municipal market, 2020 is remembered for the severe market dislocation in March and the quick and strong recovery that followed. 2021 will be remembered as a year with very little volatility the outperformance of tax-exempt municipal bonds to other fixed-income assets, and the continuation of large flows into tax-exempt mutual funds. 2021 was also characterized by near-record new issuance, and taxable municipal issuance again being a significantly larger portion of new issue volume than we saw in 2011 to 2018. Despite the large new issue volume, overall trading levels were the lowest since 2016. I'm joined by MSRB Chief Market Structure Officer John Bagley to help walk us through some of the notable findings from the MSRB's internal analysis of market trends for fixed rate bonds. Thanks, Leah. And let me say, I think that was a great summary of the market in two and a half minutes. So that was very well done. So let me start by discussing the performance of municipal bonds in 2021. Although yields on AAA-rated munis were higher at the end of 21 than we saw at the end of 2020, Munis significantly outperformed Treasury bonds throughout the yield curve. To give you a couple of examples, if you look at two-year munis, they rose 11 basis points in 2021, while Treasuries rose 60 basis points in the same time frame. If you look at 30-year bonds to move out on the curve, we saw 30-year munis rise by 8 basis points compared to a 29 basis point increase in Treasuries in 30 years. So the municipal bonds dramatically outperformed treasury markets throughout the curve, but especially in the short end of the curve. When you see this kind of outperformance, one thing you want to do is take a look at where munis closed in 2021 relative to treasury bonds. And the metric we look at, as we mentioned before, is a muni treasury ratio, which shows how yields on AAA rated municipal bonds compare to rates on treasury bonds with the same maturity. Basically, are muni bonds rich or cheap relative to treasuries is what the ratio shows you. And according to credit sites, the 10-year municipal treasury ratio averaged 93% from 2011 to 2021. It closed 2021 at 68%. This means that muni yields entered 2022 at or near historically unattractive levels compared to the treasury market. In short, muni bond yields were very low relative to treasury yields. Certainly a notable departure from historical averages there. So let's turn to the investor's perspective. What trends or patterns did we see in terms of investor demand in 2021? Yeah, I got to say that we saw some patterns that have been going on for the last few years continue to go on. So when you speak about investors in the muni market, at least in the last few years, you have to start with the tax-exempt municipal bond mutual funds. Mutual funds continue to see huge inflows in 2021. According to ICI, tax-exempt mutual funds saw inflows in excess of $84 billion. Although that is less than the $94 billion we saw in 2019, it was still by far the second largest year for inflows in tax-exempt funds. If you take a look over a longer period of time, mutual funds really have become an increasingly more important part of the market. From 2011 to 2018, mutual fund inflows totaled $80 billion. In the subsequent three years, from 2019 to 2021, inflows exceeded $217 billion. $217 billion in three years, compared to a total of $80 billion the previous eight years, meaning mutual funds have a much larger presence than they did even three years ago. 
The second investor trade I'd like to point out is the number of small size trades has continued to decline. We've mentioned this in several publications we've done recently. And in 2021, trades of less than $100,000 offered a proxy for individual investor trades totaled 6.1 million, which was 7.5% lower than 2020. This really does continue a long-term trend we have seen with the number of small size trades consistently decreasing. Despite the decrease in the number of small size trades in 2021, they still represented 81% of the trades reported to the MSRB, but only 11% of the par amount traded. There are a number of factors, including low interest rates, that could be contributing to the decrease in small trades and driving individual investors to buy mutual funds or ETFs or opening up separately managed accounts rather than buying muni bonds directly. That trend toward more investor participation through ETFs and separately managed accounts is something the MSRB explored in our February 2021 paper called Municipal Securities Market Sees Noticeable Shift in Buying Patterns. Definitely encourage our listeners to check that out on the MSRB website at msrb.org if you have not already done so. Now, we can't help but look at 2021 through the lens of the extraordinary volatility of 2020. In 2020, we saw unprecedented market dislocation in March and a remarkably fast recovery and move to all-time or near all-time low rates by the summer. What did volatility look like in 2021? Yeah, Leah, you can't talk about this year without talking about the spring of 2020. That dislocation was just unprecedented. But if you look at the last half of 2020 and all of 2021, we saw volatility drop significantly. According to a report published by Municipal Market Analytics, Volatility in the municipal market has been historically low for the past one and a half years. According to the MMA report from 2011 to 2019, the MMA consensus yield curve closed unchanged on a day 88 times for that whole period of time. In 2020 and 2021, we saw 183 days where the yield curve remained unchanged, including 112 times in 2021. This truly shows a remarkable decrease in overall volatility in the market over the past one and a half years and coming off a dislocation like we had probably never seen before. And now we know that trading volume soared during the market dislocation that we were talking about in the spring of 2020. So without that dislocation, what did trading volume look like in 2021? So we look, there were seven and a half million trades of fixed rate municipal securities in 2021. That's down about 9% from 2020. If we look at Paramount trade, trading volume in 2021 was lower by 18%, a significant drop with 1.7 trillion in Paramount traded. In fact, if we look at trading volume overall in 2021, it was the lowest we'd seen since 2006. That's certainly significant and probably can't just be attributed to the volatility. What factors could account for that? Well, I think 2021 was the perfect storm, as they say, of factors that influence trading volumes. As previously mentioned, the extremely low volatility in the marketplace can have significant impact on trading levels and patterns. A lack of volatility decreases the need for some investors to trade and disincentivizes broker-dealers to trade. With demand for tax-exempt muties greatly exceeding supply, there has been little incentive for many investors to sell because they can't buy enough bonds to meet their needs. You know, finally, in 2021, we saw rates remain quite low. This means investors who bought bonds at higher yields previously have significant unrealized gains. And many of these investors are unwilling to sell those bonds because they don't want to realize those gains and have to pay taxes on them. 
So although there were many factors that decreased overall trading volumes, I would say the only positive for trading volume was the continued high level of muni bond issuance in 2021. So, John, you just mentioned new issue volume in 2021. In 2020, we saw record new issue volume. Tell me a little bit more about volume in 2021. So, overall, municipal bond issuance decreased slightly in 2021 to $475 billion from $485 billion in 2020, but it remained significantly above previous levels going back to 2016. If we look at tax-exempt volume for 2021, because we often look at volume by tax-exempt versus taxable, Tax-exempt volume was $343 billion compared to $329 billion in 2020, so tax-exempt volume was actually up about 4%. However, tax muni volume dropped about 18% from $146 billion in 2020 to $119 billion in 2021, so the drop in the taxable market exceeded the increase in the tax-exempt market. But despite the drop in 2021, it was still the third largest year for taxable new issuance, behind only 2020 and 2010. If we look at taxable issuance relative to tax-exempt issuance, taxable issuance accounted for about 25% of all munis issued in 21, down from 30% in 2020. Although that number has come down, I think it's really important to point out that if you look back from 2011 to 2018, taxable issuance only really represented about 8% of the overall market. So the last two years, we've seen taxables become a much larger part of the overall market, and those levels never really seen any other time except for 2010, which was the last year for the Build America Bonds program. Since tax immunity has become so much more common the past few years, the MSRB published a report in August of 2021. That's an overview of the taxable immunity market and compares the tax-exempt and taxable immunity market in 2021, all the way back to 2010, and points out differences we've seen in the tax-exempt market, as well as the taxable market now to the taxable market 10 years ago. So we're seeing that strong volume in both tax-exempt and taxable new issuance. Do you have a sense that the new issue market is open to all types of issues from all types of issuers? Yeah, you know, this is an important thing that happened in the muni market. One of the large concerns when the market dislocated in the spring of 2020 is the inability for some issuers to access capital. And I think since probably middle of 2020, all through last year, we saw that that really didn't happen. With the exception of one or two sectors, I would say, yes, issuers of all sizes, large and small, and all types of rating quality, highly rated or high yield issuers have had very good access to the market. We've just spent some time talking about how new issuance is really strong, but we've also previously talked about how demand is far outweighing supply. So how are those two trends kind of coexisting? Yeah, Leah, I guess we talk about this, but we should really clarify. To be clear, when we talk about demand being far greater than supply, we're only really looking at the tax-exempt market. So although there was $475 billion issued, only $340 or so was issued in the tax-exempt side. So if you have $340 billion in gross supply, what you really need to look at is net supply. And how you get to net supply is you take the gross supply of tax-exempt issuance and you subtract all the bonds that matured or redeemed in that year because that money usually has a tendency to go back into the municipal markets. So it's a figure that people follow very closely. And most of the estimates we saw for 2020 show that net issuance was far less than even the $84 billion of inflows into the mutual funds. 
So when you factor in demand from other investors like banks or insurance companies, et cetera, it really can show you that demand was significantly greater than net supply because of all these factors of large amounts of redemptions plus large flows into mutual funds and demand from other investors. So on a net basis, demand greatly exceeded supply. Great. Thanks for helping clear that up. And thank you for this recap of 2021. Now we're a little ways into 2022. What can you tell us in your crystal wall about what you're expecting for this year ahead? Well, yeah, I guess let's start by saying what happened in the first month of the year. So coming off a very strong year in 2021, and as we mentioned, munis being expensive relative to some other asset classes, the muni market really has struggled to start this year. Investors have shown concern about inflation, potential rate increases from the Federal Reserve, and that's lessened demand and caused rates to climb fairly dramatically. Now, I will say, although rates have climbed, I would not call it a dislocation or anything like that. It has just been a steady increase in rates for the month. So if you want to look, for example, benchmark tax-exempt rates have risen anywhere from 45 to 70 basis points in the month of January, depending on the maturity. And just to give an example or two, if we look at five-year benchmark AAA rates, They were around 0.57% at the end of 2021. By the end of January, they'd climbed to 1.22%. Similarly, if you look at 10 years, they rose from 1.04% to 1.56% in the month of January. And if we look back, because we often look at the performance of the market on various months, I'd say January of 22 is probably the weakest performance that I can remember. There may have been some, but if there are, they are a long time ago. So a weak start to the market, but based upon where we were, you knew you had some potential potholes because of where muties were trading and other asset classes. I would also say a contributing factor is we did see three consecutive weeks of outflows from tax-exempt mutual funds. And if you want to compare that from the early May of 2020 up until December of last year, We only had two weeks where there were any outflows and they were very small. So some investors making some changes and that certainly had an impact on the market. With rates rising, we did see that issuance was curtailed, especially in the taxable market. Taxable issuance in January of 22 was down more than 50% compared to January of 21. Finally, the muni market significantly underperformed the treasury market. So we talked about the muni treasury ratios being at or near historic lows, meaning munis are expensive. They have risen dramatically. And to give an example, if we look at the muni treasury ratio in five years, it went from 45% to the end of the year to 75% at the end of January. So the underperformance of munis has moved those ratios back to a more historical level, I would say. And if we look going forward, I think the market faces some challenges in 22. There'll be Fed tapering. People are talking about there's the prospect of the Fed increasing short-term rates and frankly, inflation levels that we have not seen in many, many years. On the positive side, I would say credit quality in most of the sectors in the municipal bond market remains very strong. For us, we'll be watching a few things, which I'm sure a lot of people are watching. We'll be watching the mutual fund flows. We'll be watching whether overall supply gets back to where it was. And we'll be looking at what's going on to other asset classes, because munis are one of many asset classes. So how others perform can impact munis. The last thing I would say is with many more questions in the market this year, I would expect the level of volatility in the market to increase in 2022 relative to the last year and a half. 
Well, I look forward to having you back, John, to a podcast next year to see how your predictions hold up. But thank you, John Bagley, MSRB Chief Market Structure Officer for walking us through the trends of 2021 and making some forecasts for 2022. And thanks to everyone for listening into the latest MSRB podcast. Do you have ideas that can help the MSRB create the future of market transparency? Come collaborate and innovate with us in Emma Labs, the MSRB's new innovation sandbox. Test drive market data prototypes like a powerful keyword search engine that unlocks the data within the hundreds of thousands of PDF disclosure documents submitted to Emma, and the dynamic market analysis dashboard that empowers users to identify, visualize, and understand market trends. Help us refine these prototypes and imagine future prototypes that may one day make their way to the Emma website. Visit emmalabs.msrb.org to get started today. The information provided in this MSRB podcast is intended for educational purposes only and provides a general overview of the subject matter. The content of the podcast is not intended to provide and does not constitute legal, investment, tax, business, or other advice and is not an MSRB rule or an amendment to or an interpretation to any MSRB rule. Compliance with conduct recommended in the podcast does not mean that a firm or individual has complied fully with obligations under the MSRB rules, other self-regulatory rules, or laws or regulations. The MSRB podcasts are the sole property of the MSRB. You may access and download the MSRB podcast only for educational, non-commercial use. You may not reproduce them in whole or in part in any form or reference them in any publication without the MSRB's prior written consent. Copyright 2022, the Municipal Securities Rulemaking Board, all rights reserved. Thank you for listening to the MSRB podcast.